The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? I'm Anthony Cazenza with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and CincyJungle.com. We're coming at you with the water cooler chat. Uh, you may not like the name, whatever, but you know the deal at this point. We virtually get together. We go over some headlines about the Cincinnati Bengals, about the AFC North, and about some things going on around the NFL, and we talk. And we talk about all of those headlines. We talk about what's going on with the team. And it is a big week ahead because the Cincinnati Bengals and every other team have to make their final roster decisions by tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Um, usually I am joined by no one on this on this edition of the show. We've had a handful of special guests, whether it be Bengal Jim, whether it be Richard Dalton, the architect of our great logos and the updated logos from a couple of months ago and some other great guests that have been on this, this program. The, the Orange Arrow came on to talk about his fantasy league. We've got another special guest. I'm going to bring him on in just a second to talk about some things uh, that I think a lot of Cincinnati sports fans, folks who are Bengals fans, can can relate to and uh, be a fan of as well. So we'll get to that in just a second. But hopefully you have checked out all of the episodes we had last week. We had a jam-packed week last week on the show where we – did our, our water cooler chat. We did a, a delayed post-game show for the week two loss by the Bengals. Uh, we had an interview with Devin and Leah still. So go check that out on all the platforms, YouTube and all audio streamers. And then of course we had our main show and another special show with the locked on Bengals guys, Jake Liskow and James Rapine. A lot of fun last week. And uh, we've, we've got more in store for you this week, but I want to bring in, a Twitter buddy of mine, Ian Ryder. He is the singer and guitarist of an Ohio-based band that has just released their newest EP. Uh, a new single just came out as well. The band is Holy Coast, and it's Ian Ryder. Ian, what's going on, man? It's good to have you on the show. Sorry, it, we talked about having you on like over a month ago, and I dropped the ball a bunch. I apologize. I know we dig the same music. We are going to play some of your band's music in just a little bit. Um, you're awesome. going to be doing some stuff in uh, in Ohio, and uh, good to have you on, man. I know you're a Bengals fan, so we're going to talk some Bengals. We're going to talk. Love about it. Bengals. Yeah, how you doing? Doing great. I appreciate that we're both suns out, guns out. 
<laughs> looking Jack Diesel today, guys. Well, I, I got good. the bionic arm thing going, dude. So uh, I, I, it's kind of by necessity on my end. Heck yeah, man. I'm excited. <laughs> obviously, today is already jam-packed with a lot of things. That's right. That's right. And I'm, I'm going to try and keep up to date. You know, I, I was doing some things up up until about half hour or so before the show in terms of collecting headlines. I'm sure there's going to be more by the time we're on the air here and, and right. doing all kinds of different things. But if you wouldn't mind, before we talk a little Bengals uh, football and we'll hear your band's awesome music, tell us a little bit about your band, the style of music, influences, and um, you know just a little bit about yourself, including maybe how you became a Bengals fan too. Oh, that's a fun tidbit. <laughs> um, okay, so the band is called Holy Coast. Um, we were previously actually a band called Grubby Paws, but after some member changes and the pandemic, that thing that happened. Oh, yeah, that. Uh, the, the, the thing. Yeah. Uh, we just did a rebrand, you know, because obviously just like new chapters. And but it's it's for fans of, you know, 90s alternative, which uh, Anthony and I were ribbing each other on before we hopped on here. <laughs> That's I, right. I, I'm again, I'm on to you. I know, I know you, are, you are. You are. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anybody that's, you know, because everyone in the band is in either their early to uh, actually 40. So there's that pocket of just we were all primarily 90s kids. And so you get a bunch of us in a room together. It's just noisy, like noisy 90s alternative. A little bit of emo. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Mike on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, where where can they find you and your band on Twitter? All right, it, uh, on Twitter it's gonna be at Holy Coast Band, and also at Holy Coast Band on Instagram, um, Holy Coast Band.bandcamp.com. If you want to, you know, give a give a little donation. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, our link tree is Holy Coast Band. Uh, my personal Twitter handle. If you want a rated r um expletive uh rant filled twitter feed during bengal's regular season oh boy. um i'm at at william erie like ooh erie yeah yeah i uh, did didn't your handle used to be uh fat gibby haynes or something like that fat gibby haynes yeah <laughs> i was cracked up with that one that was uh <laughs> Very, very niche market of the band Butthole Surfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all stemming from the comment, uh, I look like a chubby Gibby Haynes. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't think, uh, at least, I don't think that's true. I think you... Uh... <laughs> I think you're 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 looking great, my friend. But thanks for coming on. Let's talk some bangles, Let's do and it. then we'll we'll play uh, in just a little while. We'll play some of your uh, some of your band's great music, and uh, hopefully we can get you some support. You know, I like to bring on some special guests on this one just to kind of talk about some things that bangle fans that are out there on Twitter that I interact with, that a lot of folks interact with, um, that they're doing, whether it's you know, their own, their own projects or something related to the Bengals. I always like to kind of try and promote things that, um, you know, however I can, whatever little platform I have, I like to promote that. So um, stoked you're with us. And I'm glad I'm not going to be talking solo. Into the microphone <laughs> it's actually been kind of like a water. It becomes, it becomes so lonely. And I'm telling you, it becomes lonely. <laughs> but let's kind of rattle off some, some headlines with the Cincinnati Bengals. And then we'll get into the AFC North and into the rest of the NFL. Let's talk this one. So 
in if you if you watch and i don't know why you wouldn't my friend but if you watch <laughs> listen to the listener questions live for like the past two months right what can the Bengals trade billy price for anything and john and i sat here and said well what's his value what are you going to get for a guy like this what are you going to i mean really a day three pick maybe a round seven pick well it turns out they got a guy um and they were able to deal him the Bengals somewhat surprisingly make their first kind of big roster move here the Bengals trade Billy Price to the Giants for defensive lineman B.J. Hill. And Ian, I, I think that this is a good move because it, it, it look, it gives Billy Price an opportunity. Uh, it shows that Trey Hopkins is in a good place in terms of his right. rehabilitation. And the Bengals have unfortunately suffered some injuries on the defensive line early in preseason. They, Thankfully, they've been largely healthy throughout the preseason, but right. there's been a couple of big ones in the form of Osai. Sample got nicked up. There's some rumblings about Khalid Kareem getting nicked up yesterday as well. We're waiting to hear if there's more words on that. But um, before we talk a little bit more about B.J. Hill, uh, your thoughts on this whole situation? I saw this and I just, whoa, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have obviously been on on the pulse of all things like, what can you get for Billy Price if if the price is right? Everybody, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> not bad. Of all things considered, I mean, BJ Hill, okay. And as much as I saw kind of some flutterings on Twitter that you know Frank Pollock really was you know keen especially as of late with Billy Price, it was Billy Price is never Pollock's guy. Yeah. At the end of the day. And it stinks, you know, because um, I am an Ohio State fan and you always want to pull like, come on, man. But for, for the value that you're getting here, especially when we're <clears throat> needing some depth. Ugh, yeah, it's, it's solid. I'm not, I'm not, you know, screaming expletives on Twitter yet. <laughs> well, I, you know, Billy Billy Price was seeming to respond pretty well to Frank's Paul, Frank Pollock's coaching. He was sure. pretty vocal about uh, being stoked to have him back, and we saw an increase, you know, like a, an uptick in his play really in, in preseason. There were still some issues, but definitely a, a better version of Billy Price than we had seen in many other times in his career. But uh, look, I mean, you you said it best. I think in the draft, Frank Ragnow was was Frank Pollock's guy, and when he got snagged right, right. before the Bengals took took the clock there. I think they kind of went into panic mode a little bit. Um, and, and so right. basically the Bengals kind of give up on a former high pick that wasn't never materialized into much for them. And they get one who has kind of had some ups and downs, a, a former day two pick in BJ Hill, I believe with the giants, they get BJ Hill, a conditional seventh round pick. Obviously the conditions surrounding that I assume are around the, the type of playing time that Billy price gets. And then the giants get Billy price. So that's uh, that's a little bit here. You see Price was the first-round pick of the 2018 draft for the Bengals. Um, Hill was taken 48 picks later by the Giants. In his three years in New York, Hill played over 1,500 snaps, recorded 62 solo tackles, 10 tackles for loss, 7.5 sacks, and 13 quarterback hits. It would seem, Ian, that he is now going to be in this rotation up front on the defensive line. And obviously, you swing a trade like this, this guy's making the team. So, right. uh, <laughs> I, you know, you, you're figuring that he's going to be there now exactly what his role is right away. We're not totally sure and how much snaps, but 
there's at least a little bit of a track record there and they think they can get something out of them. Solid. I mean, it's just, I think the biggest thing that this coaching staff is going for right now, as far as reviewing tape, reviewing everything, consistency. And yeah, there might be some ebbs and flows, but if, if a guy is going to be a reasonable rotational guy for the price of Billy Price, reasonable. And, and it's conceivable too, to your point, it's conceivable that Billy Price may not have made the Bengals roster really. Um, I mean, I, right. I think he, I think he played well enough to be considered as a versatile backup guy, but mm-hmm. there is a scenario that exists where he was not going to make the team. So, uh, I mean, it's possible that the, the Bengals kind of, and maybe it's the same thing on the Giants side too, with BJ Hill. Maybe he was a guy that they were not going to keep in their plans, but thought they could get a little something and it worked out well for both teams. But right now, Billy Price is in New York or going to New York to be a giant and the Bengals get BJ Hill, a former day two pick um, of the same draft. He's got one year left on his contract. So I'm assuming that's going to be a uh, play for your next deal type of thing for him. I don't think the Bengals are going to extend him right away until they see kind of a little bit more what they got, but right. uh, this is, this is um, yeah, this is good. Uh, I'm seeing here, Stuart, Stuart Monty. Hey, writer's a great guest. Hey, where are you? You're already, you're already making uh, making waves for for me, dude. I love it. I'm, uh, right, yeah. here. That's our that's our one of our good buds there. So let's keep rolling on. Um, this is not really on the good news side of things. Ian, unfortunately, the contract for Trey Waynes continues to look like not a great one from last year. Trey Waynes could be out for a month. Now that's it's not a misleading headline. That is what a report says. But I think some people, when they hear a month, they maybe automatically think a month into the season when in fact it could be a month from like today. Right. So um, we could be looking at something where he misses the first couple of games, which is a real bummer for Wayne's because he would be going up if he does miss week one, not only does it, you know, take away from the Bengals defense, but he wouldn't go up against his, his former team. Um, but he hurt the other hamstring. He had a hamstring issue a few weeks back. This is the other hamstring. So these things tend to linger and we'll see what happens here, but not great news here. And Eli Apple appears to be the guy that's going to get the snaps here, uh, in lieu of Wayne's if he is to miss time, which, Mm. okay. (laughs) Yeah. Grin and Barrett, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. So Malik Wright, uh, Bengals insider. We got to get him on the show sometime too, soon too. Here, he's the, he's the man. Yeah, he he's, he knows his stuff, man. Uh, Trey Wayne's expected to miss a few weeks to a month with a hamstring. Of course, you would assume that's um, that's some inside information that he has received from the club. There. Sure. How do you think the Bengals can do without Wayne's in the lineup? I, I you know Eli Apple has been up and down with more being down than up after being a really high pick. You know him from being an Ohio State guy. Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, I, I you know, Chidobia Wuzier has been one of, if not the most impressive player in camp by all kinds of reports. So, you know, how do you think the Bengals can get past this for the first couple of weeks? you think things will be okay, or is it going to be a little sketchy here with Apple taking significant snaps? I'll put it like this. Um, I think they'll be okay. And the reason why I say that is because what I'm seeing, I mean, again, obviously preseason is preseason, right? It's vanilla looks. You're not going to, you're just, you're just trying to get some, just trying to evaluate, you know, individuals. However, what I am seeing from Lou Anarumo's squad, 
I'm seeing energy I have not seen better part of a decade. Yeah. I mean, like an actual, like these, they're, they're young, they're hungry. There's a sassiness. Mm-hmm. And if, and just even watching what the quote unquote meaningless preseason, you saw Bengals jerseys after that ball. There's like, there's like, there's like this, this mantra that's going on on the, on the defensive side. Do, doesn't matter what position, whether you're a, a defensive back and linebacker, you're on the line. I don't care. Get the ball. Mm-hmm. They're hungry. And so I think this definitely stinks and, you know, injuries like this, especially with like, it's might be a few weeks to a month. Maybe. I don't know. I have trust issues with these timelines. I do too. I do and the too. coach speak. <laughs> I do too. However, I'm oddly complacent. I'm oddly like, okay, because I, I'm, you're seeing a different spirit, especially on the defensive side. Like, Everybody, you know, especially after the draft, we're all sitting here going like, this offense is going to be ripping, dude. It's going to be crushing. Defense, I think, took that personally. I think Mm -hmm. Lou took that personally. I think all the coaches took that personally. And they've just been coming out, whether it's in training camp, whether it's in preseason. Like the third, fourth string guys are like playing out of their gourds during preseason. I think we'll be okay. I I think I think they'll be okay, but I, I I think it is dependent upon the pass rush, and if the pass rush can still right. they can get pressure from different spots, different players, if they can find a formula between a couple of players to recreate the pressure that was probably going to be generated by Joseph Osai, I think they'll be okay on the outside, especially if this is a short-term injury. If this lingers on, if this becomes an issue and maybe they rush him back and maybe he's he's not 100% by the time he comes back, I get a little worried about that. But the Bengals made specific moves at the quarterback position and along the defensive line to be able to hopefully withstand these exact type of injuries and situations. So um, I, I think, I think to your point that that's, that's a big key as to what you're seeing too, in terms of the, the energy level and the hustle and everything. Um, so uh, I, on defense, so, you know, we'll, Peter we'll Stark. see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Wayne's there. Also side note, yep. I got to run and grab a charger real quick. So okay. I'll be right back. Uh, all right. uh, by the way, he is, Ian Ryder, the singer and guitarist of Holy Coast Band, he's going to come right back and, and grab a uh, grab a charger as we're going into more here. So go check out their their band stuff. We're going to play some of their music in just a second. Um, in case folks didn't know, uh, T. Higgins did not play in the preseason finale because of back tightness. I don't believe this is something that's going to be anything of uh, he would basically see here. Zach Taylor said if it was a regular season game, Higgins would absolutely have played. So not something to overly worry about, and that's via Ben Baby. This article is on cincyjungle.com. But in case you were wondering what happened with T. Higgins and why he was not playing yesterday, that would be the reason why. So uh, doesn't sound to be serious, obviously precautionary, and with essentially their starters taking only one series in the game, then, uh, you know, that's that's why. 
T Higgins was not out there. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he's fine. And um, the Bengals are definitely eager to have him back in the lineup for sure. I think we've got Ian back here. He, he got charged up. So uh, record time. Hey, hey musicians are, they, they got to have their, their cords and their electrical power. I know, I know how that stuff goes, man. So oh, yeah. you gotta, you gotta do that. Um, I just wanted to share this. I don't know what you thought. They've did the Bengals kind of caught some flack for this. This is just a quick little video here of um, from the Bengals Twitter account. It's their welcome to the jungle. And this just kind of shows their little new intro. Uh, I I'll rewind this for everybody here um, where you see the tigers kind of breathing the, the fire or the smoke on onto the field there and the pillars kind of that marketing um, initiative that they did with the, you know, the rule of the jungle, they had the, the, the big gray throne and, um, tigers and etc. Some people thought it was a little hokey. Some people actually look compared it to like the Ravens. It looks kind of similar to what the Ravens do in the pregame. So I don't know if you saw this and or had thoughts, Ian, but uh, this is kind of how they charged out here. And of course, we get we get jazzed up seeing number nine running out right. there with boys too. I mean, hokey, sure, but I think this has obviously been reported a crap ton the front office is caring and this is just another, I think just a little crumb of just effort. Yeah. Especially with everything that like Elizabeth Blackburn's been doing. Also, she's dope. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, sure. To us, it's like <laughs> hokey. It's effort. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen like <laughs> this kind of movement from this organization it's, it's been a very long time yeah i mean obviously you had a, a little bit of the the culture shift with marvin lewis but that wasn't that was like for the players really and marvin lewis was like oh uh we're gonna provide uh gatorades now <laughs> yeah. yeah and and not make this totally torture yeah but I, like go ahead no no go ahead no i'm just saying but like as a fan, a begrudging old bitter fan at times, this is a, a breath of fresh air, and I love it. As it's, it is, it's it's interesting that you bring that. I never really thought of it in this way until you just said something where Marvin, you said Marvin Lewis, his power grab was maybe for the players, right? These moves, I mean, it's kind of obvious to say out loud, but I guess we never really thought of it in this vein, or at least I haven't heard people think about it in this vein is, you know, Marvin Lewis, his stuff was for the players and, you know, modernizing the team, et cetera. Right. These initiatives that we're seeing from Elizabeth Blackburn are almost like more for the fans. I mean, and yeah. for, yeah, former players as well for the ring of honor, but this is the kind of stuff that endears the team to the fan base. Um, they've always kind of had a little bit of a, uh, whether accurate, fully accurate or not, um, a little bit of an ivory tower type of mentality where they kind of keep to themselves, look down and kind of keep it, a lot of people at, at arm's length. Um, and when they do the right things, they don't necessarily beat their chest about it. I, I talked when we talked to Devin still the other day, you know, people are so easy to forget about the whole Jersey thing that they did with Devin still a handful of years ago. And they raised over a million dollars for, you know, right. Cincinnati hospital. And here they are, they, they continue to get dragged by the national media in a lot of different ways. And it's like, Oh, by the yeah. way, does anyone remember that they did that? I mean, exactly, so, yeah. so I, I, I think, I think you bring up an inter interesting point there about, uh, you know, the fact that Marvin did stuff more for the players and 
I don't know, this, this kind of stuff, even if it's a little hokey, it's a show for the fans and they're really yeah. trying to, uh, really trying to bolster that. And also consider just and uh, and us as elder Bengals fans, <laughs> uh, think about it from the mentality of, uh, as when we were kids taking your, you know, obviously you have kids and I have an eight year old, you know, take, taking our children to mm-hmm. them and them experiencing that. How exciting is that? Yeah. To us, it's like, man, kind of looks like the Ravens. Right. Right. But like to a child, like that's, that's huge. So sure. Hokey, whatever. Yeah. And the, 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 um, what is it? The ruler of the jungle, the, the pregame, whoever they designate as the pregame person to kind of get things going. I went to the Bengals versus Seahawks game to kick off the season in 2019 in Seattle and Seattle does a thing like that where they where they raise the 12th man flag and mm-hmm. you know the I think the Vikings do a deal where someone blows into the horn type of thing and I mean there's there's all kinds of different pregame traditions the Bengals didn't have a ton of those and now they're kind of doing more of that and it's all all for fan engagement which is which is kind of cool this is also just kind of coattailing nothing too much to say about this well I guess there is stuff to say about this uh article on Cincy Jungle Joe Burrow gets a standing ovation as he returns to the lineup Ian um a little bit of uh, predictable. I think I, I kind of want, if they were going to play him, I kind of wanted to see them, him in there a little longer than one series, two handoffs and one screen pass. Yeah. Uh, I understand. Uh, it was still just kind of like also at the same time, like just, just get out of there, just be healthy, get out of there, you know? Um, but I, <laughs> he came back, he played well, the ball he threw should have been caught. We're going to talk about more, more about that in a minute, but uh, comes back standing. Oh, and it was good to see Joe. Yeah, man. I, Again, there's there's just a spirit about this team right now that I haven't felt in so long. And even little things like this, like, yeah, he's he's gonna get a couple handoffs, you know, because Coach Taylor is up is is consistent with saying it's gonna be like three snaps. <laughs> yes. Uh, but even that little bit, there's just this air around it so standing standing ovation yes joey b please bro (laughs) take us to the promised land but stay healthy yeah you know so i'm not totally beat up that it was only three i mean i agree with you i wish it was for a little bit more but i get it sure I get it too. And you know, the Bengals are, uh, they're, they're doing what they need to do. And obviously they, they thought that given those limited amount of, of snaps to Joe Burrow was going to be the best thing for them here. So, uh, I, you know, that's, that is what it is. Uh, I do apologize if there's a little bit of background noise in my house, having some work done at the current time, but, uh, hopefully that's not too deafening at this point in the background. A microphone seems to pick up a lot of different stuff. So, well, it's it's great that you say that because you might have like some housework that I can't even hear, but literally I've been like on a razor's edge right now waiting for the volunteer fire department to go off. Uh oh, and then and then bikers ripping up and down the main drive here. Uh oh, um, I actually played this a little premature here. There's there's uh, a little bit of noise there. So anyway, just high production value on the orange and black insider here today. Killing I, it. On my part, yeah. I played this yesterday, late last night, when we were taking the air. This is what happens when you try and extend the screen here. Uh, Evan McPherson, big kick yesterday, Ian, 57-yarder. Here it is. It's a little grainy. This is on the Bengals. Uh, the official Bengals Twitter account here, 57 yards. 
this kid's a weapon, man. I'm stoked on this kid. You know, people jokingly say he may be the best player in this draft class. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, if so, this is a guy that scores points for you. So, I mean, I'll take it. If this guy's going to routinely hit 50 plus yarders, I think last week he hit a 50 yarder. Maybe that was the first week. I don't know. He hits the 57 one here. This one was probably going to be good from like 65. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you know, inevitably, I said this last night on the, on the post game show, inevitably there's going to be a miss somehow. Yeah. Curious to see how he rebounds as a rookie kicker. And hopefully he doesn't get in his own head in that respect. But I love what I've seen from this kid so far. And when you get Pat McAfee, posting this highlight yeah i mean it's, it says it all the boy's got a golden toe yeah and we're and, and we are gone from randy meatball sub bullock <laughs> he is now detroit's problem with who, zane gonzalez oh oh yeah. yeah so it could be worse y'all we have we have a kicker now it's great yeah yeah it's, they have like two good ones now because cybert's been been kicking well too here so I don't know what they're going to do about that, but I'm sure this is McPherson's job. Can we talk about really quick? Yeah. There's a, for those who watched the game yesterday, after he crushed that 57 yarder, about a two second uh, camera grab of Austin Cybert on the sideline, just like, (laughs) just like, not congratulatory at all. Yeah. 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 Just like, crap. Yeah, yeah. That was, all uh, right. It was almost like nail. Oh, that was my nail in the coffin type of thing. Yeah. Um, well, fire, fire up the car, boys. You got to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I don't really see. It would be nice to kind of create some odd scenario where you can think about the Bengals being able to, tra- you know, hang on to Cyber, trade him away, or something like that. I just don't see that happening. Don't I think that into existence. Yeah, because then you're then you're losing out on a guy potentially. I just don't see that happening. So, unfortunately, don't take Elliot this, please. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. Uh, but, you know, no, I, I think this is McPherson's job to yeah. um, to, to lose here, and that was, that was an awesome thing to see yesterday. Unfortunately, on the flip side, another rookie having some struggles, Ian. Not, uh, not a great preseason for the number five overall pick, Jamar Chase. Had one that was a screen pass. I mean, people are overanalyzing. I'm seeing the, how they're analyzing the, the drops on this. The point of the matter is he's not catching the football. Doesn't matter if it's Joe Burrow throwing him the ball on an easy screen pass. It's not if it's if it's Brandon Allen throwing a little bit behind him or leading him into what could have been, you know, maybe one of those drops against Washington was a business decision where he didn't take the hit from Landon Collins or whatever. Right. The point is, in these games, he the last two games, he has four drops. He has five, five total targets, one catch, four drops. So uh this last one was not great, but it seems predictably that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow are voicing their support. We'll hear what they say about it, but what are you making of the case of the dropsies by Jamar chase here? We've seen, and by the way, this isn't something that just randomly popped up. There were, if you go back to some training camp videos and practices, there are a couple of drops in there and ones that seem to be of the, the routine kind. So, uh, right. You know, some of this is maybe a little bit to be expected, especially after you're off of football, but I'd love to hear your take on, right. on chase. And if, you're kind of in that, hey, it's going to be fine boat, or if you're concerned. It's concerning, for sure. I mean, they're, they're, they're in the world that is me trying to be empathetic. <laughs> uh, he's a kid, and this is an incredibly big stage. It's a lot, and he's a year 
from playing football. There's obviously expected rust, which has been tossed out article after article, media pundit after media pundit. It is concerning uh, because, you know, Coach Taylor and our man Joey B got his back saying, but have y'all seen him at practice, though, especially like the past two practices where he's been pretty awesome? That's great. But game time. Yeah, sure. Preseason. But and I, I think it's been pointed out quite a few times, especially lately. These aren't like necessarily oopsies. It's mental. It's there's a block in there. There's a hesitation. There's I mean, like that extremely catchable pass from Joe. He almost was just like, I'm going to hit. I'm going to hit. Because there's a guy like five feet away from him. So he's like, Grr. can you break that? I would think he can. But obviously we are two weeks away from regular season. So the media has got to latch on to something. But this is something that is mildly concerning. Sure. I, I would agree with you. And you know, there's so many with like everything these days, it's like so many people are in like one camp and completely anti the other camp. I've always been kind of a, I don't know, maybe it's just the, uh, maybe I'm just the peacemaker and I don't know, but I like to try and find a lot of middle. Ground. So my, my thing with this is you can think that he can, he's going to figure this out and not, and not think this is going to be a long-term issue, but you can be immediately concerned about this as well. For sure. Kind of where, I, where I am with it. I think, you know, I, I, he's a talented enough kid to be a number five overall pick after he didn't even play football the year prior. So I think he's got the skills to be able to figure it out. There were stories going into the draft where he had what the summer of 10,000 catches or something where he just worked on catching the football, catching the football, catching the football. Um, and that was something that, you know, that was a story as he became pro. Uh, here's here's the quote, by the way, from, and this is from Jeremy Roush of Fox 19, Joe Burrow on Jamar Chase dropping his one target. I'm not worried about it. I know the kind of guy and player Jamar is and said he's confident he, he will be ready to go week one. And then Ben Baby relays the quote from Zach Taylor, uh, essentially shrugging off any concerns about Jamar Chase's drops in the last two preseason games, said those who have been at practice, a.k.a. us, I don't know if Ben means us, the journalists and or players, coaches, uh, maybe all of them, I don't right. know, uh, have seen some great plays for him. I, my thing with it, Ian, was that I said after the Washington game, how does he respond? How does he respond to practice? Came out Sunday, had a real rough practice. Yeah. Then Monday and others, he kicked butt and he looked awesome and it looked like he'd shaken this thing. And then he goes out and has this, this bad look again there. I don't know. You could very well be correct in terms of, I don't want to take contact in a meaningless preseason game. Maybe that's the deal. I kind of thought at least yesterday was a bit more of almost just took his eye. It started to run up field before he secured the football yeah. type of thing. Um, could have been a mixture of both. I don't know, but, uh, these are, it seems that these are correctable things. And, uh, I think he's going to work through this and you may see some growing pains early in this season. And then as he gets used to the pro game, as he gets used to coming back to football after a year, you may see some good things from him, but the, the other element is, and it's a good thing. The Bengals have talented wide receivers outside of him. 
Uh, so Absolutely. he does not like he's he's you know it's not like he was the even though he had a very similar draft positioning it's not like what the Bengals needed AJ Green to be immediately back then. The Bengals now have right. T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, even Auden Tate to a lesser extent to kind of they're going to get Chase involved. But if there are continued issues there, they've got some other players, CJ Uzama, that they can rely upon to to create some movement, some versatile backs. We're going to talk about them too. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm concerned about it. And I, maybe that helps quell my concern a little bit is the surrounding talent around them too. That not only is there surrounding talent, but can we also mention the pass protection? Yeah. Has been okay. Yeah. Like there was a pass that Brandon Allen did yesterday. I think by my imaginary watch and my brain meet, uh, was over four seconds. He was just had four a solid four and a quarter. What am I doing? Yep. Yep. Uh, to to your point, this is something we can talk about too a little bit. Um, one sack in three games given up by yeah. the offensive line. Uh, you may even wanna, yeah you may even want to talk about how you how you issue that sack because it was kind of a sky, uh, scramble around by Shermer. Um, it was kind of a disastrous play where he got sacked, strip, strip, fumble, that sort of thing. But, you know, depending on who you want to credit there, the first units, I don't believe in number one, they didn't let up a sack. But I know in the first two games, they didn't even let up a pressure, the first units that they put out there. Uh, I, I'd have to go back and find some more information about the, the group yesterday. But they're putting it together with Band-Aids, glue, uh, and Jonah Williams and Riley Reef, basically. Uh, and Reef is it out. Strong. Yeah, Reef hasn't even looked that strong in his preseason games. Jonah's looked pretty good. And uh, you know, now Billy Price is out of the picture. So they 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 think they've got a solid group. And maybe, maybe this year we're the dummies. You know, last year they told us we were dumb for not liking who they trotted out there. That ended up in in a disastrous way. Uh, and they said the same thing. They said the same thing to us this year. Um, we were hesitant to believe them. And at least the preseason play is telling us otherwise, man. They're, yeah, they're telling us it's apple trees and we're actually seeing some apples yep. rather than a certain other offensive line coach who uh, was like, no, it's apples. And it was just literal turds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and now uh, I have a couple buddies uh, who are big Buffalo uh, fans on Twitter who are like lamenting Bobby Hart. And I'm just like, I feel you. <laughs> we were there. We and were there, especially since uh, over in Buffalo, they're defending the crap out of Bobby Hart. And I'm like, it's a vicious cycle. It, <laughs> it doesn't end. I'm it sorry, is. guys. <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Let's talk a tiny bit more. Jamar Chase, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the Bengals, and then we're going to transition. Talking with, uh, I'm joined by Ian Ryder, who is the singer and guitarist of Holy Coast Band, an Ohio-based band that has released a new EP hell burns with the desire to erase you like you were never there. Uh, and we're going to hear about that creative title in just a little bit. Uh, they are an independent, uh, independent band and they have put out a lot of cool stuff. They're an alt rock 
band doing some stuff in Ohio in terms of shows, however it is, however they are able to in terms of safety and everything with, with the pandemic, but uh, really good music. I like, I like me some alt rock. They do get some good stuff. So we're going to play some of their music for you in just a little bit, but I uh, wanted to talk about them and talk some bangles with Ian. So he's going to be joining us for the remainder of the show. If you're good with time, man, uh, we'd love to. I'm good. You. Okay. I'm good. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about his band in just a couple minutes, talking some Cincinnati Bengals based on their preseason ending last night uh, against um, again. Let's see here. here. Here's another thing, by the way, when we're talking about the issues with, with Jamar chase, Panay Sewell's another guy that's not having a great preseason. Um, so, you know, when you're, when you're sitting here bagging on Jamar Chase, you know, you know, I, I wish I would have had Panay Sewell, which by the way, I really like Panay Sewell too, but he is not having a great preseason either. This is an article on, um, uh, cincyjungle.com. Chris Trapasso of CBS sports put rookie grades through the first two weeks of preseason football settled on a D plus for Chase three drops. I'm sure this grade would even drop further after uh, after yesterday, but three drops on three targets against the Washington football team. That's the headline with Chase, and it's an ugly one. I'm, of course, not ready to bury him yet, not even remotely close. Chase Chase's hands were not a problem at LSU, um, and he goes on and on kind of more what we're talking about. But again, one of the more disappointing grades from Chris Tapasso of CBS Sports um, obviously not taking into account what happened yesterday against the Miami Dolphins, but I don't know if you have any additional thoughts on that. I don't want to make this a Jamar Chase slam show, but um, right. you know, there's a lot of stuff out there on him. No, and and like I said before, I mean, with 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 things now, that that awkward lull between the uh, preseason and then the regular season, they're going to latch onto story arcs, and obviously, and unfortunately, it's. Jamar Chase, um, because obviously huge controversy. Every media pundit, you know, last year was like, Panay, Panay, Panay. I mean, how many great pieces of podcast content did, you know, your channel have <laughs> out of round tables, everybody pounding the table being, you know, team Panay, you know, team Chase. It's going to happen. And it's not, we're not going to keep beating the essential the dead horse so to speak but it's okay to have it on the radar sure it is it is but some good news another rookie is doing some good things aside from evan mcpherson in this class probably cemented his case to stay on the roster i'm going to try and not blast the sound on this one here for you. <laughs> it doesn't do it but this is a tweet i'm going to go full screen with this bad boy this is the play to uh chris evans so we're gonna we're gonna extend this bad boy go full screen for you there we go i did it right this time here is the play here beautiful throw by brandon yeah, look at that. i mean right before the safety got in there dropped it in the bucket uh i think evans was in the slot when he lined up yep and uh just kind of did a little mini wheel route up the sideline allen hit him in stride earlier that drive too Brandon Allen had a hell of a game. Uh, Brandon, he hit uh, Trenton Irwin on a really nice ball uh, a little bit before that. Might have been a play or two before that. Um, mm. Just dropped it into the bucket. There it is again. But this kid's exciting. He wears 25, and there's a lot of memories as to a player who did a lot of exciting things with that jersey number. So Chris Evans seems to be a guy that they're going to hang on to in the in the offense and probably do a lot of different things with him. Yeah, man. Uh, like, 
the running back room right now, I'm champing at the bit seeing what, what tomorrow brings, really. Because that running back room is like, they're trying their damnedest. And, yeah. but obviously, as you, excuse me, alluded to, Chris Evans is Captain America. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, but yeah, he's, even when he's not doing, yeah, I, I love how this is just on a loop. Yeah. It's really, get, really giving me an endorphin rush right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he is such an underrated kind of gadget guy, very much a Giovanni Bernard. I mean, we, we've replaced 25 with 25. And yeah. I'm not mad. This is this is kind of sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is this is what they what they drafted him for, and um, you know to to make plays like that, to be a weapon in the passing game, and you know if he can, if they feel he can do most, if not all, of the things that Geo did, and do so at a much cheaper contractual rate. I mean, that's kind of the plan there. But they think, I mean, if he's going to make this team, which I believe he's going to. He's going to play in the slot. He's going to play out of the backfield. He's going to do some different things. And I think he's going to get a decent amount of looks as a rookie, primarily as a pass catcher. I think a nice outlet for Joe Burrow. But, um, you know, he's a guy who had a, a nice a nice day yesterday. I want to just quickly – I'm not going to go too much into this one, but I just kind of want to promote this from my co-host, John Sheeran, on Cincy Jungle. He's got a final roster projection on here. I'm going to pin that link in the live chat i'm not gonna spoil it and show you you got to go go over there and read it but um those are always fun to, to go in there and of course the comments turn into a nice uh nice debate there but like you said i think the running back group is going to be uh an interesting way that they shape that i think wide receiver is going to be interesting um they'll probably i would assume only keep two quarterbacks allen and, and burrow obviously so they're probably going to go heavier defensive line, potentially offensive line, maybe not offensive line since Billy Price is not part of the plans now. I don't know, but uh, I'm interested in see how it shakes out. Yeah. It's it, again with the preseason, I'm watching a lot of these groups fight every yard, every snap, like, like going back to the running backs, coin flip. I mean, Godspeed, John. <laughs> trying to project yeah. <laughs> on yeah. a roster. Like I, I think I was, I was messaging you yesterday. I'm like, just, I would not want Frank Pollock's job. Yeah. Like yeah. it just the thought of trying to figure out the proper rotation, who's going to be, who we keep and who we cutting makes my brain itch. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. kudos, man. If, if you guys are, if anybody in Bengals nation's able to get, 60 to 75 percent of their projection correct <laughs> outside outside of the obvious ones yeah kudos yeah uh here's here's an awesome headline from our our uh commander in chief over at cincy jungle jason markham good news jason lock and four thinks the Bengals have a terrible season and why is that good news because um he's not always the most correct in his predictions but yeah in case you did not see uh on cbs sports lock and four included the Bengals in his list of six nfl teams headed for an ugly 2021 season in quote joe burrow has been very upfront about the mental demons he is facing coming back from major knee surgery all the coaches are saying the right thing but this is going to be an arduous process and no one is flicking a switch week one last year's injury will bleed into this season and there remain major questions about the linemen comprising the first team offensive line 
The interior offensive line is a problem, said one exec who has watched the Bengals. Jamar Chase will ultimately be fine, but this is a case of the yips or the drops or whatever you want to call them. Can in no way be construed as a positive development. Playing in the AFC North does them no favors. That part I agree with. The specter of how Burrow's rookie season ended will hang over them, and this team should be better in December than it is in September. Um, but anytime your franchise quarterback is going through something like this, it's going to color your training camp panorama and conjure questions. Well, here's the thing, Ian. Uh, Joe Burrow has subsequently come out and said that he feels like he's in a better spot, spot mentally. Now, of course, yeah. we didn't get to see much of that specifically take place in preseason. We saw better steps in practice. We didn't get to see much of it in preseason games, but he has since kind of quelled those right. <laughs> those concerns. Um, and then we just talked about how the offensive line is kind of, at least in preseason games, and a mix-and-match scenario, they're exceeding expectations. So a lot of this is kind of, eh, you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I all credit to everybody who contributes to Sitsi Jungle. Been an avid reader for quite some time. Awesome. Uh, so that headline, I was like instantly knew, like, yes. Uh, <laughs> but again, but it was also just validating my point. Um, I think I might have mentioned earlier of just like everybody's going to latch, especially in right now, onto any story arc. And Joe Burrow says, has one snippet where he's like, yeah, I'm just kind of dusting off some things, it's a little rough. You know, somebody grabs that you now sound bite and they're like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> Whatever. We'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Unfortunately, some not great news uh, from a franchise standpoint, a historical standpoint. A lot of people know this by now, but it has technically been within the calendar week since we took the air for the water cooler chat. Ken Riley, Ken Anderson have both been snubbed from the 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Cliff Branch, a deserving player, uh, it, it has been the guy that uh, the committee moved on with. Um, just interesting, though, because Ken Riley was the first runner up last year and then he did not make it this year. Uh, Ken Anderson, again, not, uh, I don't know that he'll get in in his lifetime at this point. I hate to say that. I, I think he's more than deserving, but this voting process just continues to be a bit of a circus. And I had someone in talk to me about it. I can't, I think it was someone in maybe one of our live chats, but they basically said the statistical probability of a team being in existence for what, 53 years, 54 years and having one hall of fame player that is specifically in the hall of fame for their team and their team only Anthony Munoz is astronomically low. I mean, the fact that they can't get, one of these two deserving guys in there. We're taught we're not there's not even really a lot of movement on Willie Anderson. There was some this last year getting him in. Right. Uh, Johnson, I mean, I know he's he maybe not be top 15 or 20 statistic. I have to look. I mean, he's up there in terms of yards and whatnot, but he changed the face of Cincinnati football. Um, you've got AJ Green coming out in a little while. Geno Atkins, that should be a guy. I mean. Where does the line end is, is kind of my point here. And I, I was really bummed out about this news here. Same. I, I, as somebody who was born literally five days before the last Super Bowl appearance, there have been, there has not been a lot of great moments <laughs> since then. And going back through our entire history, um, these are, 
almost to a point of absolute frustration, blatant, obvious names that should be right up there should have happened years ago. Mm-hmm. I was just as frustrated, you know, when I, when I'm seeing this on my timeline and I'm just like, I try and not to really ingest a lot of the negative things like this, where it just sort of gives validation to the idea that the media low-key has something really against the city of Cincinnati. It just, it just feels like we just can't get anything, you know, and it's one of those things where this should be an absolute outrage. You know, I should, I should be seeing, you know, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless pounding the table going, what is going on? Nothing, nothing. It's insane. And, and look, we all felt really good about the ring of honor. And these, sure. these these two being part of it, along with Anthony Munoz and Paul Brown, I felt really good, not a pat on myself on the back type of thing, but what we were able to raise to help out the foundations for these two players and Munoz from, from listeners like yourself, Ian, and and other Cincy, uh, Cincinnati Bengals fans, Cincy Jungle readers. I mean, we raised, you know, 2200 bucks plus uh, for, for those three charities just from, you know, trying to have a little fun and honoring them. We got to speak to Ken Riley the second, Ken Anderson and Anthony Munoz during, you know, kind of a week span, which was really, really cool. So all of that had me feeling pretty good about this, this whole thing. Um, But then you look at this, you know, it's kind of a slap in the face and you go back even a year um, right after uh, Ken Riley's unfortunate death. And, you know, they, they don't even have him in the in memoriam thing at the NFL honors. And there's all kinds of different things. Like what you said, where you're just going, what what is the deal here? I mean, it's blatant. I, it's it's pretty unbelievable. It's pretty unbelievable. So, um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, that is uh, a piece of news that we got to share, and uh, not not the best of, of stuff. But can uh, we have a silver lining with that, though? Yeah, let's let's hear it. There's a little silver lining with that. My my, my prediction is once Joey B brings us to the promised land and creates media relevance. All these skeletons in the closet of all these th- things that are like such bummers are finally going to be brought to the forefront. And it's going to happen a lot sooner than later. So, yes, it's a bummer right now. But I just have a gut feeling that we're about to catch fire in the next couple of years. And so hopefully once the city of Cincinnati is able to be put in a positive light for once and not, you know, be deemed cursed by Woody Harrelson. <laughs> but like... <laughs> I, I think that these unjust things will be made just. Yeah. So it's going to happen. I, I hope you're right. Hang, hang in there, guys. It's been I, over 30 years. I know. And hey, and hey <laughs> kudos to Ken Anderson and to the Riley family. They just keep, I mean, it's obviously something that they that is very disappointing to them, um, but they don't. Unfortunately, they get asked about it all the time. They they're very gracious about it. They, Anderson especially deflects on the greatness of a lot of his teammates he played with and all of that when you talk to him. So um, they are nothing but class acts about it. While you know people like Anthony Munoz and and all the way down, just kind of say you know this is kind of a travesty. These guys aren't in there. But I like your silver lining. And one thing I put, I'm not going to pin my own tweet. I don't like to shame, shameless self promote, but I did relay some stuff in case anyone missed the Colin Cowherd, the herd with Colin Cowherd on uh, 
Fox Sports Radio. TJ Hushmanzada was on there and had a couple of tidbits. He thinks the Bengals may have some struggles this year, including Burrow at the early part of the year. But to your point, Ian, Hush says that the Bengals are going to be headed in a really good direction in the very near future under Joe Burrow. And Burrow just has the it factor in case we didn't already know that. Hush, uh, Hush believes it. Right. I mean, of, of all the former players recently who are, are frequently circulating in, in the media, Hushmanzada has just been – calls it as I sees it sort, yeah. of, sort of guy. I and mean, that's how he's always been. But, right. but with him, he's able to, like, give you a pragmatic, like, this is – yeah, but then just really hit you with a – but pay attention to this. Right. But Joe Burrow. So right. – that, that's something to be excited for. I'm giddy. Yeah. yeah. I, and I go back and listen if you, I mean, I, whether you're a Colin Cowherd fan or not, um, go back and listen to that interview. Cause it was, it, I found it to be really, really, really interesting. I just happened to be in my car and turn it on. And Hoosh was talking some really, really interesting tidbits about the Seahawks, about the Packers, mm-hmm. and then they transitioned to the Bengals a little bit. So uh, really interesting stuff there before we get to some, uh, we've got a lot more to get to here. Well, more to get to. So definitely want to stick around. Uh, I want to tell all of you about Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. And Ian, I think hopefully if you've heard our show, you heard us talk about Symbol. Absolutely. We partnered with them once again for the regular season. Symbol is the site where you can buy teams and trade them like stocks, make some money, put some money in your pocket. If you are a fantasy football aficionado, if you play, uh, what is it? The survival pool. If you do any kind of things like that, if you do fan dueling, that kind of stuff, you got to add this to your fantasy sports repertoire. This is a a different type of game or not really a game. I mean, it's trading, trading teams and shares of teams like they are stocks. So if you also dabble in the stock market, this is something that you should look into. And oh, by the way, the Orange and Black Insider, if you use the promo code OBI, you get some incentives to sign up uh, with symbol s i m b u l l dot a p p backslash o b i go in there, use the promo code o b i and you get some incentives on your sign up. But basically, you can buy shares of teams, whether it's the Cincinnati Bengals, whether it's maybe the Cincinnati Reds, or some other team that you feel you can just make some money on if you have no emotional ties to them. You can buy shares of them and hopefully make some money, sell them off, put some money in your pocket. And if you're able to make some money off a team that you are passionate about, what's better than that, right? So uh, go to simbull.app backslash OBI. Get signed up today. You can do college football, baseball, football, anything. It's all there for you. So uh, check that out. And we are stoked to be partnering with them once again. We're going to get to some AFC North news and some NFL news in just a second. I'm joined by Ian Ryder, in case you didn't uh, catch that at the beginning or another little part in the show. Ian Ryder is the singer and guitarist for the band Holy Coast, an Ohio-based band. And he was kind enough to kind of, hey man, check out check out our music. What do you think? And I really dug it. He knows that I like alt-rock. He knows that I like, uh, yeah, I used to be a little bit of a emo bro. We were joking about that. Uh, An Ebro? Ebro, yeah, Ebro. Yeah. I, like, I liked Ebro. Um, so, and, and you know, you uh, there's a couple bands that are out right now that I, as I listened to your band, it kind of reminded me of them. And uh, I really, really dig what you're doing. We're going to play a clip of your newest uh, newest single, which is To Erase You. This, you said this just got released, what, today? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to tell us a little bit, bit about it before we, we play the, the clip. 
For sure. Uh, yeah. Well, to erase you, um, and if anybody hasn't caught on to the uh, names of the songs or you know the name of the EP, the, the name of the EP is the name of the songs. Again, the single is To Erase You. The EP is Hellburns with the Desire to Erase You Like You Were Never There. Again, a it's the song titles that they put together as an EP. They are an independent band that have released their album. We'll hear again from Ian in just a, just a minute. And then of course, get to some more news here on the water cooler chat. Bear with me as I pull this up for you. This is a little bit of a music video here from Holy Coast band. This is on their Twitter account. So uh, check this one out here. We got the volume cranked up for you. Check it out. So that is to erase you a clip of it. And we got Ian back. Uh, I'm back. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. We lost you for a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, we had a really good right face. Right when you were plugging your music. I like, know. <laughs> it's the powers that be, man. No, it's all, it's all good. We got you back. Uh, tell us a little bit about the song again and then where people can go get the full version, download it, and of course support your band. And if you've got some, uh, some gigs coming up in the Ohio or Cincinnati area, so people can check you out. For sure. Um, yeah, well, to erase you just dropped today. Um, the EP is going to be released on September 10th. You can, it's right now to erase you. And then the first two previous singles are literally out everywhere. You can get your music digitally. Um, we also have a band camp, um, Holy coast bandcamp.com where you can actually purchase it for like 99 cents. Um, it'd be much appreciated to donate. Um, but yeah, again, I'm not sure what, made it through the airwaves but essentially the the whole ep is kind of around one theme and it's about finding something about yourself that you as passionate as hell want to change and what's with the poetic irony here is i thought i was writing it about other people and you know being like emo <laughs> everybody <laughs> but the reality was these are all things i just didn't like in myself and specifically to erase you is about literally you know using the symbolism of cutting that part of yourself out and just like it was never there. I'm moving on kind of like what we did with the band. You know, we were previously another band and pandemic happened. A little bit of member changes happened. We all just kind of looked at each other and said, this is the next chapter. Yeah. And so this is the sort of kind of common theme and we're just going full force as far as shows. Obviously, we 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 started going full steam into trying to book some things, uh, but with everything with the Delta variant right now, we're 
taken a little bit of a step back, but things are in process still. We're just making sure uh, what the procedures are going to be moving forward. Cause I know once the fall officially hits, it's going to be a completely different ball game, but follow us on our Twitter at Holy coast band, uh, Instagram, Holy coast band, our Facebook at Holy coast, or I think it might be a Holy coast band. Uh, we are, in process of going to be playing not only in Ohio, but we have projected uh, shows happening, you know, in the Indiana area, cool. Michigan. It's kind of like it's a Midwest takeover, cool, so to speak. That's awesome. Well, again, I don't, I, don't, uh, I wouldn't play the music if I didn't enjoy it, man. And uh, I like, I like what you guys are doing. I like the vibe awesome. there. Definitely going to support you guys. And uh, you are. You're fun to interact with on Twitter. I'm going to be making yeah. my way out to Cincinnati in just a couple of weeks here. So if you're around in the area, let's meet up. But uh, let's do it, dude. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I, I wanted to support your band, and um, you know maybe we can work on some stuff where we can uh, use a tune or two, not to put you on the spot on the air, but maybe we could. Yeah, uh, dude. And uh, wanna, but I want to riff. Sure. Uh, I'm also <laughs> in like I'm in a death metal band. I'm in a metalcore band. <laughs> okay. uh, sh- shout out hanging fortress. Shout out, uh, you know, no solace set up, shout out my old man, settle the sky. You, we have an all, uh, entire artillery of riffs that yeah. you guys can use okay. for the podcast. Cool. So I have a buddy. Already- he's donated some, uh, some music to us that we've used a little bit. He was in a, a metal band called bleed the sky. I don't they they got some run for a while there and uh, yeah. And he's a good buddy of mine. I went to high school with him. And so he gave us some, some of the music right. and some things. Um, so we've used that and we'd be happy to use some of yours on, on some things too. So I'm on to you. Kisenza. I'm on. <laughs> I know dude. Um, anyway, good stuff. We'll, we'll again uh, remind folks how to get, the great music from Holy Coast Band that's coming out again. New EP and new single, new single out today. So that yeah, pretty well there. So uh, hope you enjoyed that little clip there. Let's move into a little bit of AFC North and NFL talk before we bounce on out of here. We had a long session here, but it's been an awesome one because it's not just me yakking. I get uh, I get to talk to someone, and uh, you get to be entertained by someone far more entertaining than I, Ian Ryder, yeah. joining us uh, here. Let's see. I'm trying to think of where we want to start here. Um, let's go with the old Baltimore Ravens. Not great news for them. And Oof. really really the worst kind of nightmare for a team when you play a star player in a preseason finale, a preseason game. The Baltimore Ravens lose J.K. Dobbins, a promising running back. He had a pretty good rookie year probably was going to be heavily featured this year in their mega rushing attack that they employ here. There's a, there's an article on Baltimore Ravens.com by Ryan Mink talking about how they plan to move forward. Dobbins is going to be on IR season ending season ending knee injury Ian. Um, and now you've got, you know, Gus Edwards who has had some, some big games. Um, you know, they, they've, they're going to do it by committee like they kind of planned on. But now Dobbins being out changes a lot of things. I still think they'll be able to effectively run the ball, utilize backs in the passing game like they always seem to be able to do. This is a big blow for them. I have I have the ghost of John Sheeran right here right now. Uh-oh. Uh, of just he, he posted a tweet um, not too long ago of just that the, the smarmy way he does it. of just like Lamar Jackson's a running back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their run game is going to be fine. Yeah, Ugh. 
unfortunately it will be. I, it's one of those teams, man, the way they're run, the way they're coached, like the Steelers. A lot of people are saying Steelers are going to be awful this year. Um, maybe, but I, I never count that team out. I never count that team out. And I ne- Mike Tomlin, no matter what, has never had a losing season as an NFL head coach, and he's been there about a decade and a half. So, um, I mean, there's first time for everything, but uh, I just – the odds are telling you that that's not necessarily going to be the case in, the, in terms of them being terrible. So, I, you know, I, I seem to think that the Baltimore Ravens will be able to move on from this, but man alive, uh, that's that's a big blow for them. Sure. And as an Ohio State fan, obviously it hurts a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I, that's a bummer. I, I figured you you might uh, have some additional feelings on that yeah, one. It's, it's, it's an owie. It's an owie for sure. But then – Again, just like the, the the voice of John Sheeran of just like Lamar Jackson's a running back, you know, <laughs> obviously is is a very is a sarcastic way of saying that they are their rushing attack is it will take a significant hit because he's fantastic, but they'll be okay. Yeah, I think they will too. Let's move on to the as much that hurts. I know. I don't like I don't that. want them to be okay. <laughs> Steelers released nine players. Um, they've released another player just a little bit before we took the air as well um, to get down to towards their 53-man roster. Uh, tight end Marcus Baugh, running back Tony Brooks, James, cornerback Shakur Brown, uh, defensive tackle TJ Carter, wide receiver Anthony Johnson, cornerback Lafayette Pitts, offensive guard Malcolm Pridgen, wide receiver Matthew Sexton, safety Lamont Wade. So no one in there that's – a total shocker. And um, so, you know, I think those, they were not pegged, but they have been making moves already to, and here's the 10th player, by the way, this is going to be on behind the steel curtain, the SB nation Pittsburgh Steelers site. Uh, Lamar, Jamar Watson. um, That was a little bit earlier today before we took the air here. Steelers continue to trim their roster um, release linebacker, Jamar Watson. So uh, again, not anyone that, uh, and it sits there, you, you know, you sit there and go, wow, that guy. But um, yeah. and they're making moves and doing things early in terms of getting their roster set. Yeah. When, when uh, the announcement is that they are taking Mason Rudolph over Dewey Haskins, then <laughs> then you might see me, you know, poop myself a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder what they're <laughs> going to do there. Yeah. I, uh, I wonder what the future is for Haskins. That's interesting situation there i don't know he's got he's got a stain on his history already man it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill battle forever just quickly uh you know one thing that i think a lot of people have knocks or gripes about with ohio state is the lack of pro success for their quarterbacks obviously haskins in that group as of so far where do i mean i know it's easy to say well it's present time here and now so obviously Justin Fields is the most talented, has the best shot. But gut feeling, do you think he has the best shot? He, was he the most talented when you looked at Cardale Jones and you looked at Dwayne Haskins and all these guys? Justin Fields, do you think he yeah. was he was the guy that has or is the guy that has the best shot at being a successful Ohio State quarterback? In the well, pros? the most successful former Ohio State quarterback that's going to be in the pros, Joe Burrow. Well, there again. <laughs> no, no. Um, I feel bad for Dwayne. I do because I think that he he flashed a lot of extremely raw talent and that really captured this whole mystique about him that wasn't there yet. I'm not going to say that's going to be the same for Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields all around has a far better shot at 
surviving the NFL monster. I, I don't, I think, I think Dwayne went in too young and he got drafted way too early, maybe a year or so early than he should have. Um, and he got kind of swept up in it. Obviously there's the, the not so pleasant stories that came out um, in his time in Washington, but mm-hmm. it's a bummer because kid's got an arm. Um, he's, he's a raw talent and genuinely a nice guy, you know, a, a quiet dude, but he's, he's a solid dude. And I don't know. I don't, I don't, not to be pessimistic. I don't see him lasting, you know, having huge NFL success. I mean, I think best case scenario for Dewey is, is a rock solid backup, a guy that can move the ball for you. Maybe sometimes if it's not an interception, I will say, I will say this, if he has a shot to either resurrect his career or at least stabilize himself as a reliable backup, Pittsburgh's where he wants to be. Yeah. So, um, I agree. About as stable as you can get in terms of an organization. So I don't want to make this the, Pittsburgh pat on the back show, but uh, I mean, they, they run out. It hurts. I know it's, it's, it's the green eyed monster of envy is, is over here. Uh, my blue eyes are turning green over here for God's sake, talking about the Steelers, but uh, All right. their time's uh, done, bro. And, and now here's, here's the best part. And we get to talk now about Baker Mayfield. Aren't you excited to talk about Baker Mayfield? And how oh great my God. Stop Cleveland. having a good preseason. <laughs> on Cleveland Browns, an article by Anthony Poizel. Baker Mayfield believes, quote, our guys are ready after quick, efficient work in the final preseason games. They scored a touchdown in the two offensive drives in Sunday against Atlanta. Uh, Who to thunk it, but Cleveland has seemingly built a really good team. Now, I know last year is one year, and Cleveland has not been the epitome of you know, long time, long-term sustainable success, but uh, they seem to be headed in a really good direction. And again, the AFC North looks loaded. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you, are you not absolutely, you know, champing at the bit, super excited to watch the shootout, you know, two times a year Yeah, with, between Baker and Joey. Like I'm so stoked on that. I mean, Joey's rookie season that both games, like the just pew, pew, pew. the fireworks were there, and now as much as it it hurts to say, yeah, they got they got a team up there, man. Yeah, they do, and they look ready. But I'm go ahead. Ohio's cursed, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we they uh... Baker can Baker can have all the confidence in the world. But then, you know, somebody blows out an Achilles. And then so that, that's where I'm going next, the Baker confidence thing. He is quickly, in my book, becoming the next villain in terms of Bengals' eyes. I think you, we're, there's going to be a page being turned from Big Ben. Um, you know, there are some other players in the division that you just go, oh, man, it's particularly in Pittsburgh. He is quickly becoming uh, not only because he has been uber successful against the Bengals, but he right. he lets you know about it. He lets you know about his successes, and uh, maybe there's going to be a fall from grace. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe this team isn't going to be as good as a lot of people think they are. But 
Um, to me, he's quickly becoming a, a villain, at least in my eyes, as a Bengals fan. Uh, I, I see where you're at, but I think the silver lining I'm desperately trying to find before I, you know, raise my blood pressure any more than it already is, uh, our guy can fire back. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a if big if Baker goes here, Joey will be right there. Baker yeah. goes here, Joey will be right there. I'm that's what I'm I'm seeing for sure. So I don't see him as a villain. I just see him as a what what's the is a poster board material is the term. Okay. Yep. You know what I mean? Just to hang in the in, in the locker room and just be like. So this is what Baker says. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> You know, yeah. just ha- having the the spiritual equivalent of a Juju Smith Schuster TikTok, yeah, yeah, you know, sort of motivation of like, okay, Von Bell, please, bro, <laughs> have a moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see if there it, is it, one like that. Harden, Harden, top a moment like that that the Bengals were able to give Juju Smith Schuster last year. This is a name. Uh, he's a Browns player. A name that uh, if he does get get cut or waived uh some some team may want to look at this whether it's the Bengals or whoever uh Demetric Felton um has done things as a kick returner a punt returner a running back a wide receiver in the preseason and is very very versatile uh he's kind of one of those roster bubble guys according to dogs by nature the SB Nation site that covers the Browns I don't know if you know much about this guy or not Ian but uh he has apparently been pretty versatile so as a guy I just want to maybe put on um, Bengals fans on notice, whether he hits the waiver wire or makes right. the team and maybe gets out there. The Bengals have traditionally had trouble covering backs that come out of the backfield and can catch. Athletic tight ends are an issue annually with this team. Um, so this may be a guy for one reason or another that Bengals fans need to get accustomed to. Right. Uh, it's... There's, 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 especially in recent years, there's a lot of guys, I want to say a lot, but there's more of them now than there were previously than I can remember of just extremely Swiss army knife, just absolute killer athleticism. Yeah. You know, I mean, not necessarily like a, a Taysom Hill, <laughs> you know, where it's like, all right, uh, we need you to be a quarterback. I need you to be a tight end. I need you to be a fullback. I need you to be the water boy. I need you to be over here. Emergency punter, like all yeah. the <laughs> right, exactly. You know, but yeah, no, I, I don't have too much on this guy. I have quite a few buddies who are giant Browns fans. Um, they've posted some things. It's just been a very minor thing on my radar. It's just like one of those things is I, I see it in my in my blurbs and just go, Oh, great, they have another great guy. Awesome. Hang on, hold on. let's keep scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the talking points, this ties directly back into the Bengals in one form or another. Full circle. Uh, Another safety has been given a big contract extension, and uh, the lack of one for Jesse Bates becomes concerning. Harrison Smith of the Vikings gets a big deal where he's getting paid $16 million a year, annual average salary. So you've got Harrison Smith a guy up there in age who gets a big contract as a safety. Jamal Adams gets the contract to be the highest paid safety in the league with Seattle after being traded there by the Jets. And then, of course, you had the one earlier this year to Justin Simmons, the the outstanding safety with Denver. He signed uh, another big contract. And these are all deals that undoubtedly 
Jesse Bates's camp is looking at as barometers and the Bengals and he just do not seem to be on the same page in terms of a contract extension. Dude. I'm about to go full Zim right now. <laughs> Dude, every time I see anything about Jet like well, here's another guy who is getting his money. Sorry, mm-hmm. Jesse Bates. I'm like, my blood pressure, please. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I obviously we don't know the ins and outs. What it, you know, especially what goes goes on behind the scenes. What agents are saying. There's a whole lot of that world that I will never ever even remotely comprehend. But man, he's definitely shown his worth to be, if not the highest paid, one of the most highest paid safeties in the, at least in the past 15 years. He's, he's, he's been not only great on the field, he's been great off the field, total professional, great solid dude in interviews. I mean, he's the total package. So if if I swear to God if they let this guy walk, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be pretty pissed off. Um, this is a guy that <laughs> he was pretty prominently he was pretty prominently shown in a lot of their marketing initiatives as as kind of one of those cornerstone guys with yeah a guy who got the extension Sam Hubbard Joe Burrow T Higgins obviously Tyler Boyd a guy who signed I think a couple of extensions to this point now or right. Um, and so, I mean, they've, they had these core guys that were all in these marketing initiatives, Jesse Bates being in there, and then it come to, comes time to negotiate a contract. And it's like, oh, wait, no. So, uh, unfortunately, if, the, if this was a wide receiver, if this was a, a quarterback, possibly a tackle, right. the Bengals would have done gotten this deal done. Uh, they value certain positions way heavier than others. And unfortunately, safety and guard fall way down the pecking order with this team. In turn, I mean, they paid Aloka a good contract a few years ago, but there wasn't a ton of guaranteed money with that one. I'd have to go back and look at the numbers, but I remember the guaranteed money was a, was a bit lower, and then he didn't even see the full the full end of that deal. So, right. Yeah. So you know, I don't. I it's just a it's a position that the Bengals don't want to pay a ton of money to, even when they've got a guy who's all pro caliber, which is concerning. Right. Um, and obviously we know how George, Georgie ended up. Yeah. Uh, but the positive thing, you know, my therapist is telling me finding silver lining and things, <laughs> cognitive restructure. We're in it. Yeah. Uh, just, I, it's on the radar. Clearly a lot like you awesome point that he's, he's been in literally like every new media campaign, especially with this new Elizabeth Blackburn era, really, juicing up what we're doing as as a Bengals organization it's on the radar I think at this point it's just probably something extremely minor but obviously us fans are just like what's happening right but it might just be something that's really just like minor it's like oh once we get this detail worked out we have to wait and see this or what have you there might be something that we're missing out and we'll never know but we're going to catastrophize everything. We're Bengals fans. We're used to it. We're resilient that way. Yep. You know, but he'll get his money, whether it's by us or somewhere else. 
Yeah. And, and the other thing is too, is we have to understand that this is a business side of things. And you know, I kind of have thought as you're thinking there, maybe it is something that's not, it's not overly major in terms of the, the issue. Um, and I kind of went to the place of thinking like on the business side of things, the fact that Jesse Bates came out there, uh, you know, after this report and was just kind of like, well, I guess I'm just not a very, one of the best safeties in the league, kind of a little passive aggressive type of statement. And those are the things that are, whether or not they are close together or far apart or whatever we want to read into that, that's a, that's a negotiation tactic right there coming out. Oh, with yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's a so, pro. I mean, th- that you can say whatever you want about the team or him or whatever that comment, but I mean, whether they're close or far apart to your point, we don't really know. Only people really inside that organization know how close that contract is to getting done. But a comment like that, yes, it does make us think maybe they aren't close at all. But it also could be just a negotiation piece, just to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, hey, I'm the good guy here. I'm the guy who plays well on the field. They're not giving right. me the money. <laughs> right? Yeah. So no. Again, you know, he knows what he's doing. It's clicks. He's getting clicks. It's they might be extremely close. They might be signing a deal as soon as you know far sooner than we think but i think that was just like his agent kind of going let's get some mileage out of this yeah yeah get get, get an extra mill or two <laughs> you know just like mm, i guess i'm not as appreciated as i thought right. extra five mil right screw right. it get your money dude you've earned it that dude yeah. what he was what from wake forest wasn't yeah he? Yep. yeah like and to what he's transformed into He's earned yeah. every every cent. He has. So milk it. <laughs> and usually, this is the time of this is the time of year that the Bengals get these deals done uh, for their core players. So still some time to get these done before the regular season here, but time's obviously ticking away here. The we got a couple more, and then we're going to bounce on out of here. Uh, thanks for staying long, Ian. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, dude. Um, the Saints are practicing in Dallas after Hurricane Ida hits New Orleans. Pretty nasty hurricane hitting the south there. Um, the NFL is monitoring the home opener to see. Unfortunately, this almost seems like, I don't know. I feel like this is a common headline for New Orleans and just that area this time of year. They seem to get these hurricanes that come their way. And, you know, there's a lot of devastation, sometimes some deaths and all kinds of things like that. So, obviously, uh, good thoughts to everyone down in the south. If you listen to this show and you're in that area, please stay safe. But, uh, you know, um, the forces of nature taking their toll on new Orleans and uh, they are practicing in Dallas. Um, And we'll see what happens with their opening, their opening week there. It's heavy, man. I see here. Some people are talking about some other cuts here. Here's one prominent one. We talked about the Baltimore Ravens. I guess we could have tied this in there. Uh, the Lions cut wide receiver Brashad Perriman um, after guaranteeing $2 million on his contract. So he did not make it through final cuts. He had, I think, two drops in the finale. A guy who has been a former first-round pick and just an overall bust after spending time with the Ravens, the Browns, and now the Lions. And by the way, if you want to go look at the Lions wide receiver core, if you can't make that team after being a former first-round pick, even if you had troubles, uh, there are some issues there. And I do think Brashad Perriman's dad – Brett Perriman played for the Lions and had a couple of productive years with them. So there's a little familial ties there that just he could not, he couldn't get past it. So 
Um, that's kind of a big name out there that got that got released so far. Mm. I don't know if you heard about these though either, Ian. This is going to kind of put a bow on this. This is on NFL.com, and this is one of those tracker articles, which is I, I always think they're super helpful. Um, now, depending on how up to date they want to they update them, I don't know, right. but. <laughs> there are some uh, latest news from Monday in terms of cuts. Uh, quarterback Tim, this again, more Lions talk after the Perriman news, but Tim Boyle suffered a broken thumb. So David Blau, I don't know if you remember him. He uh, played in some, <laughs> in some games there and uh, final five games of 19. That's right. Um, so mm-hmm. he kind of had some good plays, some bad plays, but here are some other roster cuts here. Antonio Hel- Hamilton released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, also releasing defensive ca- uh, tackle Kobe Smith, Buffalo Bills release running back Kareth White, wide receiver Brandon Powell, and cornerback Tim Harris. Uh, here's one. There, there are a couple down here with the Lions and the Cardinals that are interesting to me. Tyrell Crosby, offensive tackle out of Detroit, and Arizona Cardinals releasing offensive lineman Shaq Calhoun. Calhoun played with the Bengals. Uh, last year and wasn't very good. So, uh, <laughs> and so now a lot of people are asking if he should come back or if they want to, you know, all kinds of different things. I don't know if you have thoughts on those, those two Crosby's kind of interesting to me though. Uh, yeah, that I didn't know that. That's, that is very interesting. Um, however, no, I'm good on Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but man, um, and also kind of what you mentioning earlier, just, seeing uh buffalo release another running back i'm like who do they have yeah (laughs) like that running back room doesn't even exist i'm like there's some of these moves i'm seeing here i'm like okay yeah and there was another move um i think that just occurred as well i had heard on uh again the herd this morning they were talking about it with andrew whitworth uh the rams maybe this occurred a while ago and it just slipped past me but the rams uh have picked up sony michelle um, uh, so, uh, he is going to be part of the Rams offense in the wake of the cam Akers uh, injury there. At least they were talking about that. I'll have to try and find an article to make sure that I heard that correctly, but, uh, that's, that's a solid move. Yeah. It's an interesting move there. So a couple of moves, there's going to be plenty more tomorrow. The Bengals may announce their final roster and then make a waiver claim. I think they're going to probably add at least one player off waivers. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, but um, that's kind of it's up in the air. It's and it, what makes sort of like this this year specifically a little bit more exciting is like this is the first time in a while that this is a, a genuinely a wild west open pasture. Like I don't know. I mean, I, I especially looming into I'm going to be in like three fantasy leagues. Yeah. Uh, I'm regretting that decision already but like just watching other preseason games and watching other you know just rosters just having it on my radar dude it's ain't kind of sounds so cheesy but like anything is literally possible like as far as what we do uh, uh, as the Bengals end I think on defense I think if maybe a security blanket in the defensive back room, possibly, but like, I feel like that 
we're pretty confident in the direction we're going on a lot of things as far as who we have at this moment. So maybe like you said, maybe one waiver wire guy, maybe. Um, I'm just terrified and excited for tomorrow. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like we're, I'm, it's going to be a complete 180 to what we're all projecting. You know, yeah. again, shout out to John Sheeran. He's the man. Um, but good, again, kudos to him on even remotely taking a stab at it because I can't even fathom it. <laughs> but that's cool. That's right. dope. Like being able to go into a season going like, we have a lot of talent, like genuinely. Not like that horse, like we're doing great. Right. There's short flashes, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. There's there's genuine t- at every position, and even the offensive line. Again, I, in Frank, we trust, and yeah. that's that's been a huge thing on Twitter. Just, we're trusting the process of Frank Pollock. I'm not overly concerned. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I if we're gonna give very long story full round here, I don't see any big splashes here i don't see any big waiver wire things happening i think we're just gonna go i think we're just gonna go full bow in it's like all right we're doing it yeah well i i think we'll know quite a bit more by the time uh you know i i don't think the Bengals are going to be for obviously they're not because a lot of teams have already announced a lot of their cuts so the Bengals are unless some things have happened while we took the air here i think they're going to probably wait wait out some time, kind of see what also what players are released out there to see what they're what moves they want to make there. We will see any any hot hot takes or any hot uh I don't know what you would want to call it. Do you have any kind of bold predictions in terms of who may make it, who may not? I th- I think mm. just because of the weakness of the position group and what he has shown in the preseason, I think we all laughed kind of a little bit like a oh they added him of course he's Burroughs buddy. I think Thad Moss played his way onto the team. Um, I, last I, night, I mean, he definitely made a case. Yeah, uh, that's that's one I, I'm for a lot of reasons I'm really interested in. But if you've got if you've got a couple of players that you think will or won't make it that may surprise, I'd love to hear it. That wide receiver room, dude. I mean, there's just been some plays. I mean, Trent Irwin. Can we take a second here? Hmm. He, see, he, he seems like to have kind of that Alex Erickson spirit to him because Alex Erickson, little guy, took some monster hits and held yeah, on to a ball. Yeah. It, I think there's at least two or three catches that Trent Irwin had in the preseason where he just – I was super surprised his head was still intact and that ball was in his hands. Like – he showed he showed out, but man, this this defense also. I mean, there's no hot takes for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the people who've made their claim have made their claim, and I I would. I mean, Hodge, uh, Trayvon, like they all fought and they all look great. So, no hot takes really. <laughs> I mean, I, I I had a I'm going to have to walk back a hot take i had on twitter okay for, for having a vulnerable moment right now okay does it revolve with billy price uh, it does not revolve around billy price okay okay uh it revolves around uh, our wide receivers 
Okay. Um, I, I was, I was, I made the extremely bold claim because we're having a 17 game season. Now there is potential for three receivers on our roster to break a thousand. I, I don't know what I was drinking that day. I don't know <laughs> what swag I had in my step. Yeah. But these Jamar Chase dropsies, I think I have to walk that back. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I also hear Zim somewhere screaming at me. You know, <laughs> trust, I'm not trusting the process right now, and I'm going to be proven wrong. And he's probably right. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to walk the hot take back right now. <laughs> I'm not confident in it. <laughs> it's all right. We've all, we've all, we've all done that. that but prove great. me wrong, please. I know. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, not a hot take, but I think CJ Uzama is going to have a a solid year. I do too. I do too. If he stays healthy, which has been a little bit of an issue in his career, if he stays healthy, I think he'll be a solid contributor to the team for sure. If, if anything, post post NFL, he's be a great commentator. Yeah, yeah, he's got some crap this year. Yeah, he is yeah. cracking me up. Like the Joe Mixon interview yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And Tyler Boyd and CJ just like posted up in the back. Yeah. When's the last time you saw our team have like a genuine, like, dude, are they friends? Are they like yeah. actual like, like dudes together? Right. Like that's the vibe. And I'm loving, loving it and living for it. Yeah. I, I agree with you. And I mean, we saw a little bits, I think last year after the Steelers game, Mike Daniels was celebrating with some guys in the locker room and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's good to, good to kind of see that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at this, at this point in time, one more time, how can people support your band, check out your music and uh, what you're doing Ian? Cause um, it's good stuff. And I, uh, like I said, I, I really dug it and I wanted to promote it on, on this show yeah, and hopefully we can get you, get you some more support there. You just released a new EP and a single today. So, uh, one more time, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, the, the single that we released today is called to erase you. Um, the actual full EP is not going to be out till September 10th, but obviously that is literally a stone's throw away. Um, getting that out of the way, obviously before the 12th, uh, kickoff, um, but yeah, you can support us on all the social media platforms um, at Holy Coast Band on all of them. Uh, all of the first three singles that we've released are literally available at all digital platforms. Um, but what we're going to really be hitting here in the next couple of weeks is emphasizing um, following our Bandcamp. And that's going to be holycoastband.bandcamp.com. Um, we're going to be releasing the full EP there for sale. If you guys want to help support what we're doing, obviously with the pandemic, that whole thing, that's been a thing. That's still a thing. Uh, being a musician has been extremely hard We all, everybody in this band, I've been playing music for over 20 years and obviously the, the landscape is still a question mark. So anything helps. Um, and also just shout out to, to you for being the man and oh. little, literally, literally, and you and John, you know, just being absolute rock stars on this, on this channel. And also the fact that you're having a just local Ohio musician doing his thing after having Anthony Munoz and Devin still and his daughter, (laughs) Kenny Anderson. Like I'm following these acts, dude. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's your, your music's top notch, man. I dig it. I, I wouldn't put you on here if I, um, you know, we have entertaining back and forths on Twitter. So I knew 
uh, you'd be good. You'd be good on air. We're already hearing hearing from the live listeners, so I'm you know I, I'm stoked on that. Stoked to support your band because you yeah. know, like I said, I, I wouldn't have if I didn't if I didn't really dig it, and you know if I didn't think that you didn't support what we do, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have offered. But uh, I'm glad we were able to make it happen. Go check out Holy Coast Band on all of the platforms. Uh, Ian's band, they they do good stuff. If you like alt rock, if you like rock. Um, and or want to support a, a musician in Ohio that's putting out good good stuff, please, please, please show some support. I know I will. So, Ian, what what are your plans here? Uh, what, we're going to get out of here, but what are your plans here? How do you how do you watch Bengal games? What are your plans? Do you go to some of the games? Are you planning to go to some this year? Or? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I will be in Detroit um, with okay. my guitar player of Holy okay. Coast, Eric. He's the man. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to be up there. Um, and we are debating right now of either Browns in Cincinnati or Browns in Cleveland because both have their plus and minuses. Um, but that's, that's probably what we're, we're projecting right now. Cool. Um, uh, so obviously super stoked for that. Super excited for the season. Also, I, I would be in trouble if I didn't make this suggestion. Um, there needs to be a uh, OBI podcast after dark where um it's you know parental advisory in the corner and john sheeran is just like four you know white claws deep five white claws deep and we're just we're just talking smacking i i, I just picture you with a big just glass of scotch and us just lamenting i think that would be great for some great content just putting it out there if all any of the fans listening right now are for that I, I need to get some, you know, <laughs> advocate here. Um, so I, you know, I'll start a hashtag right now. Hashtag OBI after dark. Let's, ha- let's make it happen. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> we can do an in-person one now when you come to Cincinnati, yeah. buy you and John some drinks. Yeah. Figure it out. Those may get, those may get ugly, particular, particularly after losses, man. I don't know. <laughs> but the content, Anthony, right, the content. Right. It's the content. It's the content. <laughs> Well, thanks a bunch, Ian, and uh, we're we're hopeful that we can get you some some support here for, awesome. for what you guys are doing. And uh, you know, if you if you ever have shows, you know that you that you def- I know things are up in the air on a lot of different fronts with right. things. But if you get some things definitively booked in the Cincinnati area, and or just you know, once you get once you get a, a tour schedule set up, let us know, and we'll we'll promote that too. But uh, for sure, man, I appreciate it. Was, it was good chatting with you, man, and uh, take care, take care, you too, buddy. All right, that's going to do it for the water cooler chat. A long one, but a really, really fun one with Ian Ryder of Holy Coast Band. Go check out their stuff. And hopefully you enjoyed this little episode and a lot to talk about going forward this week as final roster cuts are around the bend. Take it easy, everybody. Ian, thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.